Good morning, podcast. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food and Five, and today we're talking about everything I know about Christmas dinner on this lovely Friday morning on December 21st, 2018. So every year around Christmas, all these blogs and podcasts put up all these posts about Christmas dinner. Well, this one is no different in that regard. It's kind of mandatory in a way. Now, last year I did the obligatory Christmas posts, uh, and you can find it if you go way back, uh, and I talked about organization and things like that. This year, I'm going to do something a little different. This year, instead of just giving you some tips or telling you what you should do, I'm going to tell you what I do. Essentially, I'm going to walk you through how I go about preparing my Christmas dinner, and maybe that'll give you a few ideas of your own. Let's start with the turkey. Now, without a question, the turkey is the start of Christmas dinner. Mess it up and the whole dinner is a disappointment. It's a lot of pressure. Here's what I do to my turkey to make sure it's delicious. Turkey is a lean bird. When cooked, lean quickly becomes dry. Now one way to mitigate dryness is to add fat. I make a rub with butter, bacon, and herbs. Uh, Essentially, I take a block of room temperature butter, put it in a mixer with half a pound of minced bacon, two tablespoons of fresh thyme, two tablespoons of summer savory, some salt and pepper, and using the paddle attachment, I beat this mixture together until it is fully mixed and homogenous. And before I put the mixture on the turkey, I pat the surface dry with paper towel. Once the surface is dry, I carefully lift the skin off the breast, and I stuff one-third of the butter mixture under the skin and spread it evenly. The rest of the butter mixture gets rubbed all over the turkey. Prior to roasting the turkey, I put one to two onions, one to two carrots, one to two celery stalks, and a big bunch of fresh herbs in the body cavity. I don't pack this tightly. Uh, I just leave it loose, and the vegetables and the herbs flavor the bird from the inside out as it cooks. Now, the turkey goes in the oven on 325, and I cook it until it reaches a temperature of 170 degrees. Depending on the size of your turkey, this can take four to eight hours. Once the turkey is cooked, I let it rest out of the oven for at least 45 minutes. This is the key to a very juicy turkey. The gravy. Easily the second most important aspect of Christmas dinner is the gravy. Part of the reason why it is considered so important is because the turkey is often so dry it can't be swallowed without the lubricating lubricating qualities of the gravy. The gravy should be creamy, rich, and flavorful. It should not be thin or watery or too fatty. I always start my turkey gravy with chicken stock. It can be either homemade or store-bought. It doesn't really matter. But generally, I will use the chicken stock as the base and then add some of the drippings from the turkey to bolster the flavors. I always thicken my gravy with a roux rather than a slurry. What's the difference? Well, a roux is made with flour and fat. A slurry is made with flour and water. The roux gives the gravy a better flavor and texture. After I collect the drippings from the cooked turkey, I let them sit so the fat will rise to the top. I skim this off and use a portion of it to make my roux. The remaining liquid from the drippings gets passed through a sieve and added to my chicken stock. Before I thicken my stock and uh, and drippings with the roux, I reduce the liquid. Essentially, I mean I boil it for a while, uh, and usually I'll reduce it by half its volume. I do this because it intensifies the flavor. Now I add the roux and make my gravy. The key to using a roux is that it has to be cooked out. That simply means that you cook it so it doesn't taste like raw flour. There should be no sign that there is flour in your gravy other than the texture, which again should be smooth and creamy. Stir the gravy while it's cooking to prevent sticking and burning. 
Once the gravy is thickened and the flour is cooked out, I season the gravy to taste with salt and pepper. Then I pass it through a sieve again. Now, if it needs any fresh herbs or anything else, I add them in the gravy uh, and the gravy is done. Serve it right away or cover it and let it sit for up to 20 minutes before it needs to be reheated. Just a quick note, if you can't have gluten, like me, use all-purpose gluten-free flour in your roux. It works the same way. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes are another favorite on the Christmas dinner table. I really like them very smooth and very creamy with a lot of butter, cream, salt, and pepper. One problem people often have with mashed potatoes is that they overcook the potatoes. Now this may seem impossible, but it is true. The potatoes are like little sponges, especially when they're cooked. So if they sit in the water for too long, they will absorb, uh, they will absorb it and become waterlogged. This leads to watery, gross potatoes. Cook the potatoes only until they start to crumble. Drain them right away and let them steam in a strainer for three to four minutes. While the potatoes are steaming, in the colander, I put, uh, I put my butter and cream in, uh, I use whipping cream at Christmas. I use whipping cream all the time for potatoes, but it's really good. Don't judge me. Uh, so while, while the potatoes are steaming in the colander, I put my butter and cream in the pot uh, and cook it until the butter is fully melted and the cream is hot. I add the potatoes back in and mash them with the hot butter and cream. Season the potatoes with salt and pepper, and then I pass them through a sieve. This sieve business with the potatoes is admittedly a lot of work. It can be done much easier with a food mill, but then you have to buy a food mill. Um, but no matter how you do it, you cannot beat the texture of, of the potatoes once they've been passed through the sieve. They're like little clouds of potato. It's amazing. And once the potatoes are passed through the sieve, I put them back in the pot, cover them, and put them on the stove, but off the burner. They can sit here for up to a, a half an hour uh, and keep their temperature. If the potatoes go cold, I simply add a bit more cream and heat the potatoes back up on the burner while stirring them. It's pretty easy. I know some people like to add sour cream, cream cheese, chives, and all kinds of other things to their potatoes at Christmas, but I like to keep it simple. There are enough uh, flavors in the dinner that I prefer to keep everything you know, pretty basic. Carrot and turnip. I usually have mashed carrot and turnip with my Christmas dinner as well. I simply peel and dice equal amounts of carrot and turnip and then boil them until they're soft and then drain them. I add butter, brown sugar, salt, pepper, and a touch of nutmeg and mash it all together. This too can sit on the stove covered for quite a while. I know a lot of people, uh, talking about Brussels sprouts now, I know a lot of people steam their Brussels sprouts, but I prefer mine roasted. Once the turkey comes out of the oven, I jack the temperature up to 400 degrees and I cut the sprouts in half, toss them with olive oil, salt, pepper, and roast them until they're tender. This takes about a half hour and they are so delicious. And I just serve them like that. Sweet potato. I also prefer my sweet potato roasted as opposed to boiled. Very simply, I cut the sweet potato in half lengthwise, put it cut side up on a sheet pan, drizzle it with olive oil, salt, pepper, and brown sugar, and roast it on 400 for 35 to 45 minutes. Dressing. I've never really been a big fan of dressing, stuffing that wasn't in the bird. Uh, despite that, I always have to make it because other people like it. I just take a bunch of torn up bread and mix it with minced, sautéed onion, sage, summer savory, salt, pepper, and a pile of melted butter. I also generally add some of the drippings from the turkey. Cover this with tinfoil and bake it for 30 minutes, and I uncover it and bake it for 10 to 15 minutes to get it some crisp. 
Cranberry sauce. This Thanksgiving, I made a cranberry sauce out of dried cranberries because I didn't have any fresh ones, and it turned out really delicious. And I think this is how I'm going to make it from now on. I sauteed a finely diced onion in a bit of butter, and then I added one cup of dried cranberries. To this, I added two tablespoons of cider vinegar, a quarter cup of sugar, the juice from half an orange, the zest from half an orange, a few sprigs of thyme, and one cup of water. I brought all of this to a boil, reduced the heat, and simmered it until the cranberries were soft and the sauce was the consistency I wanted. I seasoned it with salt and pepper, and it was good to go. It was a super delicious cranberry sauce. And, you know, you could use that cranberry sauce with cheese. Um, you could put it on a cheesecake. You could do all kinds of stuff with it. It doesn't have to just be for Christmas and Thanksgiving dinner, guys. Cranberry sauce is good all the time. Conclusion. Uh, I hope that this gives you some ideas for your own Christmas dinner. I really do. Uh, that's why I wrote it. And if you have something that you do that's unique for your Christmas dinner, I would love to hear about it. You can tell me about it on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Ben Kelly Cooks or Instagram at Chef Ben Kelly or even Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Guys, this is the last episode of uh, Food and Five before Christmas. Um, there is going to be a questions of the week tomorrow, but I consider that a little bit separate. Um, so I hope that you all have a fantastic Christmas or, you know, whatever you celebrate. I will be back. I'm going to do uh, kind of a year-end special on New Year's on the 31st. But other than that, I won't be back until whew, until the 7th. That's a long time. I hope that you all have a fantastic holiday. Uh, and again, thank you so much for listening. I, I, I appreciate it so much. And I'll talk to you soon. Merry Christmas, everybody.